have those moments where we feel remarkably unqualified, but for some strange reason, we choose to be unafraid. I'm Jessica Rowe, a film student, creative, and the host of this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do my guests, as together we dive into conversations about boldly following our passions and kicking goals, with a focus on creativity and being a young adult in Adelaide, unqualified and unafraid embraces just going for it. Rhea, tell us about a situation where you were unqualified, yet you decided to be unafraid. Oh, hmm. That's like me every day at placement, pretty much. <laughs> like, I have serious imposter syndrome at placement. Mm-hmm. I just have no idea what I'm doing, pretty much. But kind of just rolling with it. And I mean, you get I'm still up every going. Day and you do it. I'm still going. Haven't failed. So I think I'm doing pretty well. Not In to brag. fact, you've had great feedback. I know, not to brag, but. <laughs> <laughs> and G. Tell us about a situation where you were unqualified but unafraid. <laughs> Being alive. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, you should cut. <laughs> Being alive. Like, Fair enough. Sometimes, sometimes we just feel unqualified to even exist as an adult. <laughs> yeah, as an adult. Okay, so G and Ria are my housemates and we live here together on our university campus in a little unit. Um, But of course, we are not just housemates, we are also friends, and I'm really grateful that fate put us all together here, because I have learned a crazy amount from both of you. Um, It's a really special thing to get to live with people from a different place in the world, and both of the girls are from Malaysia and decided to study overseas here in Adelaide. Me, as the biggest extrovert, living with two introverts, forcing them both outside of their (laughs) comfort zone with this podcast. So I'll start by asking both of you to give people an idea of where you are from, because you're both from quite different parts of Malaysia. Um, Yeah, so I'm from Kuala Lumpur, which is the capital of Malaysia, I think. Don't (laughs) quote me on that. But... um, Yeah, so that's pretty much like the city, the Mm. main city in Malaysia. And yeah, it's pretty different to hear, like a lot more hustle and bustle. I came from um, Banting, Selangor. It's a countryside near, like, it's not a city, um, near sea. Mm -hmm. So um, if I want to go to Kuala Lumpur, it's like, I need to drive an hour kind of things. Yeah. Is um, Bunting like kind of a close-knit community or is there like quite a big population? Um, not a big population. What made you decide to study here in Adelaide and what do you study? Oh, um, I'm studying Bachelor of Art, major in Psychology, minor in French and I decided to come here because of my sister she came here last time to study and yeah, that's why I'm here. And what did you like about it when you came to visit your sister? Oh. Like what drew you to Adelaide? Weather. Um, mm-hmm. But because last time I like came here for like um, five days and then, I mean, but now I'm not a fan of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> So the one reason you moved here yeah. has been yeah has been disregarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you feel any like kind of regrets about moving or um, are you glad that you did? Yeah, I'm glad cuz I don't want to stay 
I mean, I miss Malaysia's food, but I don't want to stay at the same place. Mm. And Rhea, what about you? Why did you decide to come to Adelaide and study what you're studying? Oh, it was pretty common growing up that like my friends and my family and stuff, we had always had the mindset that we were going to study overseas. Mm -hmm. And that was something that my parents wanted for my brother and I. So it wasn't so much about like, I had my eyes set on Adelaide and that's why I moved. It was more so like, I knew I was going to be studying overseas and it was just kind of process of elimination, the different places. Um, But why I ended up specifically in Adelaide was pretty much the course that I wanted to do, which is speech path, um, was only offered in a couple of different places. And um, so I applied around and then I got one in Perth and one here. And then like Perth is a little bit too close to home. And then I know like, if I had the opportunity to fly back every long holiday, I would. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of not what I wanted to do. I wanted to like, that's interesting that Perth is, like, easier to get to Malaysia than Adelaide. Yeah, they're actually in the same time zone as Malaysia. So they're not even oh, in a different what? time zone. I wanted to experience something new. Yeah. And not, knowing myself, I know that, knowing that I could have flown home at any time, I would have taken mm. up, taken that opportunity, which I didn't want to give yeah. myself the opportunity to do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I chose Adelaide. And I really struggled at the beginning. Like, I think if I was in Perth, I would have definitely gone back yeah but stuck it out and now I love it yeah that's really brave um as you know I'm always I live like just an hour away from my parents and I still always go back (laughs) like every weekend so (laughs) what made you decide to study what you're studying I don't know really actually it was kind of just like a let's just wing it and hope I like it kind Mm. of situation like I've never really been like a huge science person so Mm -hmm. other than like biology suck at physics suck at math Mm -hmm. suck at chemistry I graduated high school not knowing how to balance an equation still to this day I don't know how to do that mate I don't even know what that means (laughs) same I just know it's like like like... a chemistry thing um yeah so that kind of limited my options quite a bit but I knew like I wanted to do something where like I had the opportunity to chat with other people and Mm -hmm. like work with other people and I just never saw myself working like at a desk yeah or in a lab or something yeah exactly so yeah I kind of just like picked a bunch of things I had a look at a couple of things and then speech path was what kind of I felt could work and then yeah and now us two get free lessons in the living room (laughs) (laughs) on how to speak properly um gee how did you kind of decide to study what you're studying um same with Ria about the winging part, mm. I didn't have like specific interests. You just kind of wanted interest. to like dive into something new or? Yeah. I want to know what were the biggest challenges about moving so far away from home? The biggest one is probably the most predictable one, which is like just leaving behind your family and your friends. Mm. That was really, really tough. Now it's not as hard because you kind of form your own little family away from home because Obviously, as international students, you connect with a lot of other international students and everyone's kind of going through the same thing. So that was the hardest thing, I think. Just like you're changing everything that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. The people you're surrounded with, the place, the culture, the like everything is so different. Yeah. So I would say if I had to say what the hardest bit was, it was definitely that. 
because that's the thing that I still struggle with the most. Mm. It's the only change that I kind of never got used to. Gee, why don't you tell us about some of the biggest challenges about moving away from home? Um, for me, it's always um, communication, like speaking. Mm. That's all. Also, I'd love to know just like whether you had any scary times of like just being in another country. Like, is it scary just to suddenly be like in another country? Like, yeah. you, don't, you might not be familiar with like the conventions or anything like that. Kind of, I think. Like, because this is like my fifth, my fifth year here now. So those kind of things happen more so, I guess, like in my first kind of year that I was mm. here. Just things like taking the bus for the first time and not everything looks unfamiliar yeah like what I, I can't have my bearings are non-existent pretty yeah. much right because like I had never been to Adelaide before I moved here and my dad and my brother came they dropped me off they were here for like three days and they were like all right see ya good mm. luck and I took the bus to the city for the first time and like it just all felt really different and scary yeah. and from someone who like I pretty much lived in Malaysia my whole life like super familiar to come somewhere and be like this is where I live like I live here I'm supposed yeah. to know how to get around here and I I don't recognize anything yeah. like that feels really scary and just mm. knowing like if if I got stranded somewhere I don't really have anyone to call yeah like there's no kind of like you know if I was back home and I was in a really tricky situation I'd just ring my dad be like I'm I need you to help me Can yeah, you come and get me? yeah but if I'm here and I'm stuck out somewhere it's like I don't really know where to go yeah obviously that's different now once like I have a couple of really good friends who mm. I know that I can rely on and stuff but yeah at that time yeah. it was like really scary yeah I think I would find that so scary as well that fact of like if I here it's like I know if I need someone yeah. like people would drive miles to come get yeah. me but like if I was in a different country it's like you have to build all of those support networks up from scratch. It's yeah. like scary as. Um, what about you, G? Like, have you had any scary experiences <clears throat> where you just realise kind of like, oh, I'm actually like not in Malaysia anymore? For me, um, I didn't really have that moment. Mm-hmm. I think I'm that kind of person that quite enjoy to be in a different places mm-hmm. kind of thing. And enjoying like being alone because I, I came here alone yeah then like I didn't really feel scared or worried about anything that's pretty good I'm jealous <laughs> jealous of your mental power <laughs> did you kind of have any things that you put into practice to overcome these challenges like anything you did to kind of make sure that you didn't feel so lonely mm-hmm. and stuff like that um Pretty much just planning, like, a big bunch of planning and, like, being really explicit, like, if I need to chat with someone from home for a certain reason, like, letting them know that, hey, like, I'm having a hard time. Can you, like, you know, maybe free up some time for me? Mm. As opposed to kind of just being like, hey, are you free to chat? Yeah. Because then people are more inclined to be like, nah, I'm really busy. Yeah. But letting them know, like, if I really needed to chat, like, being yeah. really clear about that. So, like, being kind of, like, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Like, yeah, oh, I'm feeling sure. a bit alone. So could Definitely. you be there for me? And, like, I think it was tricky because, like I said, like, a lot of my friends moved overseas as well. And, like, my brother studies in Scotland. So he's, like, all the way on the other side of the world as well. 
So even just like with the time zones and stuff was tough enough mm. trying to organize everyone. But yeah, being really explicit and putting in the effort to make time yeah. as opposed to kind of just being like, when I'm free, we'll call because then it's really easy for that to like take a back seat in what I was doing. I was having uni, I was having classes, all that kind of stuff. But so like, even though it wasn't like I wasn't actively thinking about it, if I wasn't making the time to catch up with people, then it would hit me later on. Yeah. So yeah, just like making time for it, and like yeah. scheduling it in purposefully mm. so that, yeah, it wouldn't get pushed behind pretty much. And you've also mentioned to me before about how your friendships are like, you take your friendships very like seriously because yeah. they're like the people who are here in Australia mm-hmm. who are here for you. So like, would you say that friendship has been like a bit of a crutch for you? Yeah, definitely. I think... I rely on my friends, not rely in a bad way, but not codependence. Yeah, no, I'm not codependent on this. I mean, I would, I would hope not, but I rely on my friends a lot because I know that they can rely on me as well. And mm. I think I don't have like the biggest family or the closest family, so I really, really rely on my friends. Mm. If I'm here and like the shittiest thing has just happened, my instinct isn't to ring, ring my dad or mm. you know, I ring my friends mm. and be like, dude, guess what? Mm. I'm about to you know yeah freak out and yeah so definitely my friends are like a huge 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 support system for me like my friends here and my friends in other parts of australia and stuff mm. as well that's really nice especially as someone like i struggle a lot with talking to my friends about serious stuff because i'm always like oh what if they it's i'm too much of a burden like mm-hmm. they don't want to like be friends with me anymore because i'm not yeah. fun like mm-hmm. blah blah but, like, I think that's really nice that you've built friendships where it's, like, actually normal to do that. Yeah, for sure. I think a big part of it was that, like, everyone's kind of away from their family. Mm. And, like, you kind of are pushed into a situation where you have to. Yeah. Where you have to do that and you can't really afford to not do yeah. that. Because if not, like, everything kind of comes crashing down a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Culture shocks. Let's talk about culture shocks. Oh. I'd love to know what some of the biggest culture shocks were for you guys. Um, Jean, do you want me to go first? Um, I think my answer was same as yours. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think there honestly weren't a lot. The biggest one, though, I think was just how early everything closes. I don't know if that's considered (laughs) a culture shock. Yes. But just like a lifestyle shock. Mm. Because like I said before, like I come from like pretty much the city, right? So like everything is open until 10 o'clock. Something's open all night. Like. There's so many options for things to do after work, which ends at like seven at home. You know, you can go to the mall, all the shops are open, all the restaurants are open. Like there's so many things to do. But when I came here, it's like everything shuts at five. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, what am I supposed to do now? Because <laughs> like everyone end, ends work at five, including myself. So yeah. then like when I'm done with work and it's like, where do I go? Yeah, You know, and I think that kind of comes back a little bit into what I was chatting about before, like when you don't have your family and stuff around, it's like, you know, someone at someone else might go home and they've got dinner with their family or their cousins are coming yeah. over or that kind of thing or, you know, dad's birthday or whatever. But for me, it's like, okay, Come I'm done with work and now. What am, I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really have, like, much else going on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that was, like, the biggest shock for me, just, like, the lifestyle that people live here and like they go to bed at like what 10 
like I haven't gone to bed at 10 since I was 10 <laughs> you know yeah that was a really big shock for me I think yeah um I can definitely I can relate to the bit about like when you live out of home it's like everyone else is like oh no I gotta be home for dinner like yeah. oh we're having this for dinner or something like oh we're doing this movie night and it's like oh you just kind of go like oh okay I'm just going back to my little unit yeah. and like it's for just sure. a bit like I miss a lot like being a part of like a family unit for sure like for sure. just being able to like go out and watch TV with your family. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that just feels, like, social, but yeah. without having to be social. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but, if I may say, I think we do a pretty good job at that here. Yeah, like, I, think, I agree. Um, I like how we're kind of not all just, like, kind of cooped up in our room all the time. Yeah. Like, I feel pretty comfortable being down here, like, doing my own thing. But, yeah. like, if you guys are just around, like, watching something or whatever... Like, I think it helps a lot, just, yeah. like, not feeling like I'm coming back and I'm, like, stuck on my own kind of yeah. thing. So like, yeah, like, even though, like, we could all be down here watching three separate things, but it's yeah. just nice to be, like, in a room with people who are also, like, winding down. Yeah, for sure. I agree with Ria. Like, mm-hmm. what she said, it's, like, everything closed so early, and we didn't have places to go, and... Unless you want to get fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the food is... Um, I mean, I mean, my food is cheap and nice. I'm not saying that the food here is bad, like, not delicious, but Malaysian. The price makes it a little less delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Understandable. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have any funny stories of, like, when you got confused about something. I'm just trying to embarrass you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I would have had so many, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. We can come back to it. Gee, do you have any, like, embarrassing moments where you've, like... Here? Used, the, here. used the wrong word? <laughs> Over here? Yeah. Yeah, I always use the wrong word, and I always, like, don't know what people are talking about and act like I understand. Gee, I think that you're, like, the epitome of, like, unqualified and unafraid. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't really understand what everyone's saying, but I'm just here studying, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm studying French in English yeah. as a Chinese speaker. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's just me. So, yeah, my life fucked up and oh! miserable. <laughs> oh. Besides, yeah. when you come home to Unit 27. Yeah, yeah. And then it's not lonely and miserable. I mean, like, every time I step out, it's a challenge for me. Um, Yeah. If I stay at, like, Unit 27, I'll feel like, okay, um, there's no challenge here or something. Does that make sense? But every time I stay out, I'm like, okay, I need to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're really brave. (laughs) And you're doing great. And your English is definitely better than you think it is. (laughs) I hope so. Thanks. (laughs) Let's talk a bit about you learning French. (laughs) So, like, something that really impresses me about G is that she is learning French in her second language. Um, So, you told me a little strategy that you used, how you were, like, actually translating the French into English and then the English into Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would do when I don't understand the English word. Mm. of it so i'll translate to mandarin and yeah french sucks i mean um, (laughs) french is difficult 
It's really difficult. And why did you want to learn French? The reason I want to learn French is I don't know what else can I choose because I'm choosing Bachelor of Art,、mm-hmm. and then actually I don't know why I'm choosing. I I choose psychology. I think it's because I think that it's interesting,、mm-hmm. and and I just want to come to Adelaide. Yeah, and then I just look at the course in Flinders because I I'm not prefer Uni Adelaide or Uni、mm-hmm. SA. Oh sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You can say I mean, that because I mean, you're attracted to the campus.、Like. Yeah, um, cause cause they are in the city, and、mm-hmm. I don't like people. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, and there will be a lot of people around.、Yeah. So I prefer Flinders. There's like a lot of trees. Yeah, totally. So and, for you, was it like was it more about the experience of coming to the place rather than what you're actually studying? Yeah, basically. And then I need to choose a minor. Like in a minor section kind of thing, there's a lot of language for you to choose,、mm. and others. Um, yeah, and I choose French. I don't know why, but I did. I didn't have much plan for my life and、mm. for what I was. I'm going to do. I would. I do everything spontaneously, <laughs> basically. Have you had a good experience within the uni as an international student? My biggest experience, like. Being an international student like came last year when I was stuck at home,、mm. and like obviously they had recruited different supports for the international students who were stuck and not able to get back. And I think like they did such a good job, like supporting us in getting back here.、Mm. Just like constant contact, like support with just anxiety even around、oh, like、awesome. not knowing that we're stuck, you、mm. know, and like. Always kind of getting a little bit of false hope that things were going to change and like we were going to be able to get back and it would just kind of get like ripped away and like it was really tough and they really had so much support put in place like with the international student services for us. Yeah, and this pretty is much with coronavirus, by the way. Yeah, you went back. When did you go back? Ah,、uh, last March, end of last March.、Mm. So and stuck there for yeah until this February, pretty much.、Mm. Um. Yeah, and they were really helpful. Like that was kind of my biggest experience, I think, where like I had to get help as an international student with the、yeah. school, and yeah, they they did everything that they could, and probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm able to sit here and do this do this podcast with you. <laughs> What do you think are some cons so far about Australia? I'm just、okay. looking for you guys' cultural commentary. <laughs> yeah.、Um, Yeah, think. think.、Mm. I think for me the biggest con is the exchange rate. That one really hurts <laughs> my heart every single time. Same. I pay for something and I'm like, same. Like if I pay like ten bucks、Agreed. for a, a meal at McDonald's, I'm like, yeah, this、Agreed. is thirty bucks at home. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead spending thirty bucks at McDonald's back home.、Yeah. But like to me, that is just the biggest con. Like they always say when you go overseas, like don't convert in your head. Like don't. <laughs> Don't convert the money, but I just can't. It's ingrained in my brain, and it hurts every single time. But yeah, that that is that is a bit of a、Same. con, a little、I、bit,、agree. a smidge. Because of the COVID things, like people is more like, um, you know, the Asian hate around the world,、mm. and then my friends and also me myself, like experience before. It's not like the other countries, like they will punch you in the face or like just. 
talk shit mm. or something, but still you can feel the the vibes like my friend and I like experienced those like people just like oh like this like Asian or like when my friend was in a car and then those like teenagers just like knocked on her windows oh. and she was alone and yeah it's just like really bad experience mm-hmm. and I don't know is it because of the COVID things or what but yeah we did have some like kind of bad bad experience yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um I mean Rhea you were even saying when COVID first started how like you were afraid to cough like yeah. in public yeah yeah this is definitely what was the metaphor that you used you were like didn't you say like, oh, I'm already in the COVID bubble because I'm Asian, and then if I cough, I'm like even more a in sick the Asian. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in the Venn diagram. Yeah, of like yeah. Asian, and then it's like sick Asian. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, red flag. Um, yeah, I think I haven't had any like really bad experiences like that personally, like mm-hmm. happened to me. But yeah, I've definitely heard like of like my friends and stuff sharing similar experiences too. Mm-hmm some of Jean's friends and yeah it really sucks yeah like I think like yeah Australia definitely has like a long way to go mm-hmm. in like getting rid of the racism mm-hmm. do you guys think that you want to stay in Australia after you graduate uh, for me I want to but I don't think I will even though I want to because I will go back because of my parents mm-hmm yeah, and I don't know. I I don't know why I just feel like staying here. You could always come back here, but the visa thing is like quite like it's not easy oh, for us right. to apply or kind of thing. Only if I find a husband here. Oh. <laughs> this is Jean's public service. If there's service. any potential bachelors out there, <laughs> this is Jean's public service. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that I, I'd want to. It really depends, like, what, where I'm at, like, yeah. once I finish. And I know that's coming up in a few months, so <laughs> it's kind of been in the back of my mind. But I think kind of like what Jean said, once you leave, it's really hard to, like, sort that visa stuff out mm, to get back. Right. So, um, but if I stay, like, right after I graduate, like, I can stay as a fresh grad for, like, a year or two. Um, so ideally I would want to take up that opportunity Mm. and just, yeah, it's just kind of letting go that mindset that like, I'm going to be away from my friends and family for a little bit longer. Yeah. And like, it's going to be a totally different lifestyle because like, I'm not going to be a student anymore. I'm going to be like an adult, a working adult. And, you know, my friends, my international friends are going to go home and it's just going to be really different Mm. and just deciding whether I can... Like, how I can manage that, whether I can manage yeah, that. whether you want to. Whether I yeah. want to manage that. But I think it's also, like, a big thing is not letting my the people around me's decision affect my decision. Yeah. Because I'm always like, oh, like, I want to go back. Like, my friends and my family are there. But then what if I go back and then my friends are like, yeah, I'm going to go study overseas and I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I just gave up, you know, an opportunity for a career mm-hmm. in a different country mm-hmm. and... Now I'm stuck here. Yeah. And you guys are all like about to 
you know, skedaddle off. Mm. And yeah, so I think it's just, it really, there's so many factors that like come into it. But I think if I had to say yes or no, I would probably say yes. Just because yeah. it was so expensive to come and study here as well. And I think I I wouldn't feel right, like, not at least giving it a shot yeah, to, yeah. like, work here just for a little bit. You feel like you owe it to yourself. Yeah, and to my dad as well, like, for all the, like, like how hard he worked and stuff to, mm. like, get me the opportunity to, like, do my degree overseas. Mm. It's not something that, you know, everyone can afford, and I'm really mm. grateful to have been able to. Mm. So I think he is also really keen for me to, like, give it a shot here and mm. just see what it's like. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I think I can understand why. So, yeah, I probably will. But, like, what you said about um, letting the people around you's decisions guide yours, like, mm. that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently too because I need to see my friends and see people and socialise in order to feel, like, happy in myself. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was – recently I've been, like, fantasising about, like, living back in Yank again but, like, in my own place. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was like, oh, but if I lived in one of those country towns, I'd be – I'd be wishing I was in a city where all my friends are. But if I want more of a country lifestyle, like, why would I sacrifice that just because of what everyone, the lifestyle everyone else is choosing? Mm. But it's just, like, I guess it's priority because it's, like, maybe even if I had that lifestyle, I would be unhappy because my friends couldn't see me as much or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting sure. to think about. How has studying abroad help you helped you to grow? I, that's a really broad question because you've been here for like five years. Yeah. So you've probably grown in a lot of ways. I don't know, Jean, you can go first since you probably like, you've been here for a short amount of time. So you probably like, it's more obvious to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. I learned how to check the bus. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I learned how to cook. Cook. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, that's true. Very, can I tell delicious. an embarrassing story? Yeah. When G <laughs> tried to put Nutella on her scrambled eggs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> when? When did that happen? You were here. Yeah. I was? Yeah, it was like when I first came. Stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's creative. Like. <laughs> mm. You're actually ahead of your time. <laughs> She's like, just wait. No, maybe <laughs> twice. <laughs> Being more independent, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, back home is like, already, I think I was not independent, but because, like, when I was 13, I moved out. Mm. Like, I went to hostel and stayed for, like, six years. Mm. So, it's like, I didn't stay at home with my family. But then I came here to be more independent. Would you say that you've, like, grown more in your, like, creativity? Like, you started oh. doing tattoos and everything like that. Do you think yeah. you would have started doing that if you were still no. in Malaysia? No. I don't think so. Because, like, I started taking, like, film picture kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's because, like, after I know, I after I met you, Jessica Rowe... <laughs> Like um I <laughs> like I know about uh I know about the film and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, cause when I was in Malaysia, like friends around me, like I don't know whether they're interested or not. But I never heard about this before. Okay. Yeah, I never heard about this before. Mm-hmm. And then after you told me about it, and I think cause I'm 
I like to take pictures, mm. but I wouldn't use like those like really professional camera. I don't know why I started to get into tattoo stuff. I forgot. Cause you're not it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. Like, I think it's because I wanted to like have tattoo, and then I thought of, oh, maybe I can do it myself. So I started to buy those stuff online, and now we've all got tattoos from G. <laughs> <laughs> what are some key things that you've learned about yourself and like life during this experience? I think, yeah, similar to just what Jean said, like, learning that I can be a lot more independent than I thought Mm. I could have been. Like, I think it's just one of those things where it seems like the scariest thing in the world until you're in it and you're like, oh, this sucks. But then you give it, like, a couple months (laughs) and you're like, yeah, that wasn't too bad, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah, I think it's just generally doing things that I thought were too scary to do yeah totally. and mm. that's pretty much it like I think that kind of just applies to a lot of different things I guess so even just making new friends you know I was in the same school and high school and like yeah, college like yeah. you know you carry these friends up and mm. I was thought how am I gonna make new friends at, yeah you know how um, do we even do that like, yeah exactly <laughs> when you are slightly more qualified and completely unafraid what will the lives of Rhea and G look like <laughs> But I think I would probably take a bit of a G-ing approach on this one and say, like, I really don't know. Mm. I feel like I'd have to get there in my life to know. Yeah. Like, and I feel like I will never truly feel qualified. Yeah. It's not so much for me about qualified. It's more so, like, yeah, not being too scared to, like, do something new. I think. And when I say qualified, I don't just mean, like, you've got a bachelor's degree. I mean, like, you feel like you have the life experience to kind of go for what you want. Yeah. I think I don't really have a big plan on, like, what I would do if I felt, you know, ready. But Mm. I think if there was really one, if I could choose one thing on my mind, I would really want to move to another country again. Mm. So, like, apart from moving home and living here, like, I'd want to try something new Mm. and maybe move to Scotland with my brother and just experience something different, you know. I think having had the experience of moving away, it's not as scary doing it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think if I ever grew a pair enough, <laughs> then mm. I would. that's something that I would be interested in doing. Yeah, awesome. Work in an environment that's, like, full of animals. Cute. Not people. <laughs> <laughs> Away from the crowds, just yeah. with animals. Yeah. <laughs> From G's little sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mates. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rating and a review. And for updates, follow at you and you underscore podcast on Instagram. And thanks for listening. And thanks for you guys for coming on. And like, I know that I was pushing you outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> no so nah. I really appreciate it. <laughs> please like uh, you guys. <laughs> Where I'm from and then Jean's from quite um, a different area. <clears throat> um, Jean, I mean... <laughs> I think you can go with I because I'm really shy at first as well. Mm. Like you're you shy, know. yeah? Yeah. No. At first, I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. That's fine then. Jean is too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. Um. Now, okay. Believe it or not, I am really shy at first, and yeah. it really depends. Okay, it depends on the person and stuff. Okay, la. But. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so then, um, like in Malaysia, people don't call you G. Yeah, they call me. G. I mean, um, 
<laughs> can't remember your name. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, been so long. Yeah. 